Dateline, 22nd of January, 2023. Well, good day, folks, and welcome to the Australia Desk for this week's episode number 734. Well, Grant, I thought before we kick things off this week and talk about all things uh, aviation in this part of the world, uh, listening in last week to Rob was just trying to do a bit of a timeline of, of how long we've been involved in this show and Keeping in mind, of course, that uh, there have been listeners come and go to the show, and <laughs> Airplane Geeks have done so many episodes now. So, I know, uh, right? Yeah. So um, anyway, Grant, um, our history, of course, extends way back to 2009 to about uh, episodes in the low 40s, in fact. Yeah, that's right, mate. It was a very long time ago. Play the Wayback Machine. <laughs> and in the 45s to 48s area, we were sending in emails around 48 to 50, 49 to 50. You were starting to record some audio. 51, I recorded some audio as well. But it was 52, episode 52, way back in June 2009, when you first heard this. And now with aviation news from the only country that can call itself a continent... Here's Steve Vischer with the Australia News Desk. Dateline, Melbourne, June 14th, 2009. G'day, folks. I'm Steve Vischer at the Australia Desk, and with me is Grant. G'day, Grant. Hey, Steve. How are you doing, mate? We're very good here, and we've uh, survived another weekend, and uh, we've got a number of stories here this week that we found interesting, so uh, let's get stuck into it. Sounds good to me. Good Lord, Grant, did you hear that terrible editing? I must have been using something quaint like Audacity back then. Oh, you very probably were, but, you know, that was back when we were thinner, had more hair, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, more it's time. Def- it's definitely thinner. I'm a lot younger too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't go there, mate. Oh, yeah. Get off my lawn. I'll hit you with my white stick and set my dog on you. And as, of course, you heard in that intro, uh, it was originally just my name that uh, Courtney Miller, actually, one of the original, in fact, the original host of this show, uh, <laughs> but put on there. And I actually emailed him straight after and said, actually, uh, me and this fella Grant, uh, we are going to start doing this together if you could just include his name. And that's where the intro that you hear every time uh, Max plays uh, this segment in, uh, that's where that comes from. So um, it, it goes back a lot of years now. Oh, very, very. But, uh, you know, it's been a lot of years. It's been oh, probably 280 to 300 Ausdesk episodes. We'll uh, we'll know for sure once I finish loading all the uh, Ausdesk episodes onto australiadesk.net. Um, we've got something like 250 already loaded, guys, plus a few pre's and a few specials. Australiadesk.net. Go check it out if you want to do a walk back in time and hear how warped we were. But uh, in all that time, mate, I've had to say what I'm about to say now very few times. Ah, that must bring us to our first article on Bonza. <laughs> oh, yeah. What more can I say? But last episode, last Ozdes segment, last last week, I was... R- I was... R- Come on, buddy, you can say it. I was... I may or may not have been 100% correct. <laughs> okay, and that, of course, pertains to the clip from the travel agent that we played in last week's show where we, uh, she was talking about um, travel agents being cut out in Sydney, of course, uh, out of the Bonza network or, or griping about the fact that Bonza aren't flying in there. And, Into uh, Sydney, had, yeah. Yeah, and I had mentioned, of course, that uh, Bonza aren't using travel agents, but it actually turns out that they are. It's just that the travel agents in Sydney are unhappy because that airline, as I mentioned, is not going in there. I know, and like instead of correcting you, I got even further up on my soapbox, from which I parachuted off. But I was incorrect. Yeah, I was rush. Okay, so I shouldn't have said that Bonza weren't using travel agents. They they are using travel agents. They sorted all that out back. I think it was in October last year. My bad, mea culpa. Terribly sorry. Count it all on less than two hands. 
Okay, now we don't want to sound like fanboys for Bonza because we have covered them quite extensively the last couple of weeks. But Grant, just briefly, they have announced uh, their first flight. Yeah, that's right, buddy. And uh, they are actually going to be flying from the Sunshine Coast up to the Whit Sundays. So that's their first flight that they're launching. And that's going from uh, just north of Brisbane in Queensland to even further north in, in Queensland. But that's not unexpected because Queensland. You know, there's a lot of kilometres or miles or even furlongs, depending on which country you're in, between uh, the Sunshine Coast Airport and Proserpine. I invite you guys to pull out Google Maps and look for Sunshine Coast and also look for Proserpine. It is a beautiful part of the world. It is a beautiful part of the world. Totally. I'm looking forward to the Melbourne to Proserpine flights. I want to go up there. Now, Grant, while we're talking about that part of the world, there's been some military news. Might just skip over that quickly before we go to, well, something that's actually been making news this week. <laughs> well, I was hoping the military would avoid going to that other topic, but on the military front, yes, Australian troops are deploying to the UK to train Ukraine forces. Mm. Pretty cool. Okay, fine. Fair Moving enough. on. <laughs> yep. Um, we've finally signed on the dotted line to say that we're getting 40 UH-60 mics, the UH-60Ms. Uh, we're going to get 40 of them for our um, Army helicopter crews. They're dumping the uh, NH-90 Taipan. And if you're wondering and, and you're thinking back now, hey, you guys covered that last year. Well, last year it was basically an expression of interest. And um, the news this mm. week in an, in an official, actually, uh, press release from Defence is saying that that's uh, now been firmed up and it will be going ahead. So that's good news. That's right. They've signed in blood on the dotted line and we're actually going to get those aircraft. And, yeah, we are joining many of the other countries that just aren't quite making the NH-90 work, uh, spares, access, and a number of other things. Whereas the Kiwis, once again, just like with the Sea uh, Sprite, their NH-90s are working fine. Go figure, we'll move on. But getting back to the airlines, you know, we don't... Oh, no, 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 that's it, that's it. We're running out of time. We've got to finish. No, no, no. There's been something else <sighs> going on. Well, Grant, lots of other... Lots of other small somethings that, well, the media has yeah. been in an absolute frenzy about this week. And, of course, we're talking about our friends at the, the big flag carrier here, Qantas. Well, they've had better weeks, media-wise. Yeah, the flying roo. Uh, yeah, sorry, guys, we're going back to Qantas. It's been a few episodes, but here we go, back with Qantas. It all first started when a 737 flying Auckland to Sydney had to shut down an engine across the Pacific, and it was a mayday initially. They, of course, lost altitude, lost speed, but then they realised, no, nah, we can make this, so it turned from a mayday to a pan-pan, and they were able to land in Sydney about 20 minutes late. Uh, of course, there was the classic mainstream media fail of a photo of said 737 landing with its right-hand engine. Of course, it was the left hand that had problems and had to be shut down, but the right-hand engine throwing out the thrust reverses and the Herald Sun... Shock horror. I know, right? The Herald Scum, as it's also known, posted a photo of the thrust reverses in action and said, oh, look, broken engine. Hello, lamestream media. No wonder we give you Blowmaster Awards multiple times every year. Yes, yes, yes. And we can look back at the history of the Blowmaster Awards some other time if you like. But Yes, we did cause that. But anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, we've had uh, multiple incidents for Qantas this week where they've had to turn back. One on the way to Fiji uh, had a mechanical issue, came back. Another one had an engine vibration issue going from Melbourne to Sydney, came back. And there was also a Boeing 717 that had a flaps problem and uh, called problem at 10,000 feet. 
tried to fix it, couldn't fix it, came back and landed. So I suspect flat retraction wasn't e- was either imbalanced or just wasn't happening. Obviously, um, the media has seized on this this week, and of course, they love to kick quarters whenever they can. Um, mm-hmm. Their chief executive for domestic, Andrew Davis, said mechanical issues were common across the complicated industry, and it was important to look at these individual faults in context. You know what, um, I don't always support a lot of things that Qantas management says, but I'm kind of with Andrew David on this one. I mean, uh, it, it, it seems to me that you know, some of these things probably wouldn't have even made the news. The flap issue on the 717 that you mentioned there, Grant, for example, you know, that probably wouldn't have even made the news except to say that, of course, we've had one or two this week and that just seems to be making the news. And, of course, mm-hmm. the poor old passengers are getting down on the ground. In fact, in the case of the one where the uh, the 7-3 had the engine shut down, well, the passengers didn't even know. They weren't actually actually <laughs> informed. The, the crew made the decision not to even mention it to them for the sake of keeping everybody um, calm until they got back on the ground. So when uh, hysterical media crews turn up and interview their passengers, they hear people saying praiseworthy things of Qantas like this. Brilliant. We want to know. If they haven't told us, we want to know. We heard a large bang. Nobody seemed to be too worried. Um, Qantas did a great job. It just went quiet. Everybody was well behaved. Everybody did what they had to do. The pilot was marvellous. And so there you go. You can see that was probably a little bit disappointing for the people from uh, <laughs> Nine News there. I'm sure they wanted someone to... Really slam Qantas, but uh, I mean, yeah. There what you can go. you say? It's like horrific. You've got the passengers going, "Oh, it was all normal. We didn't know," and you've got us agreeing with management. I mean, all this and the trifecta. I was. <laughs> I was Don't inc- be too hard on yourself, I was, buddy. Uh, but Look, you've got I, I, all three things happening. <laughs> Look, I suppose, you know, we don't want to completely write this off as a non-issue. Of course, they need to work out: is this something systemic that's going on within Qantas maintenance? It may be. It may turn out to be something like that. It may just be a case of uh, just really bad coincidental timing. I Actually, Grant and I have been talking about this during the week, and I sort of said if we have two more of these, and, and don't send me any hate mail, I'm just throwing this theory out. <laughs> was it something to do, was there some sort of industrial issue coming along because we've seen this sort of stuff happen across all sorts of industries, not just in aviation, in the past? There's been no announcement made by any of the unions about this, so you'd have to say no. That's you know you think they would be really uh, beating some sort of specific drum had that been the case, and we certainly haven't seen really any claims of that in the media this week. So let's hope that Qantas uh, lifts their game and has a better week, so that we uh, don't have to talk about them next week so much. Well, that's everything we have for you on this week's Australia Desk. I should just mention one more thing, Grant, before we go, though. Uh, Rob also mentioned Oshkosh and which years we were there. Well, the year that uh, we all met up together uh, was 2011. I think David uh, pointed mm-hmm. that out. Yep, he um, got I've, that correct. And I've also been in 2017, and Grant, you've been as well another subsequent year. In 2019, yep. And it's just an amazing thing. And I, I have – well, we both have some really great memories of meeting up with all the Airplane Geeks crew uh, including Dan Webb. <laughs> you remember him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and squeezing into Rob's clown car, a.k.a. the Mini. Oh, yeah. You in the front, me in the back. Oh, <laughs> boy, did I need a chiropractor's appointment after that. <laughs> and we should we should just point out here too that, you know, at least in my case, I can say that I've met all of the Airplane Geeks crew in person. I've even met Benet Wilson. I've met uh, I've even uh, met Courtney Miller and had lunch with him one time down there in uh, in Dallas. But the only person I've not met in person is Max Flight, the man of international podcast mystery, Grant. I know, right? Um, I'm hearing rumours he may be, may be at Oshkosh this year, so I better get back onto my uh, famous plan of world domination through lottery win and uh, keep playing and seeing if I can finally get some real return on the money <laughs> I'm throwing into the lottery. 
Oh, there you go. Good luck. And I hope you uh, spread some of that cheer around when you win it, mate. Until next week, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran. Cheers, folks.